Hey, are you here? If you're here and you know it, clap your hands. No, 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 you don't have to do that. Yeah, do that. We don't give orders to the listeners when they're already tuned in to the Paul Leslie Hour. So, welcome to the show! Could you do us a favor real quick before we get going? Could you hop on the YouTube, click onto the Paul Leslie Hour and subscribe, and that'd be great. And remember to ding, ding, ring that bell. We thank you for your support. Hey, today we've got an interview from the archives with George, not Costanza, Kalinsky, Jorge Kalinsky, a legendary figure in the world of photography. George Kalinsky is the official photographer for Madison Square Garden and Radio City Music Hall. Oh, yum. He's had a fascinating life and taken many, many iconic photos in the world of basketball, boxing, entertainment. And worth noting, George Kalinsky took iconic photos of the singer, Francis Albert Sinatra. Since December 12th is the birthday of Sinatra, we thought it would be fitting to bring this interview right on out. And on this show, the official position is Sinatra forever. And you know, you can help the Paul Leslie Hour. Uh Uh-huh. Simply visit www.thepaulleslie.com slash support. It's all self-explanatory and every little bit, every lot of bit helps. And we thank you for being a patron of the spoken word. Now, before we start this interview, we'd like to give a shout out to Robert Griffiths, founder of Chitilate. Paul bumped into him at the festival in Mount Pleasant. That mushroom and collagen-infused espresso he sampled was boss. Man, congratulations, Rob. Okay, folks, it is time. Let's begin this interview with George Kalinsky right now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's our great pleasure to welcome our special guest. He is a photographer, the official photographer for Madison Square Garden since 1966, and also the official photographer for the Radio City Music Hall. George Kalinsky, thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure to be with you, Paul, and I look forward to the next uh, few minutes with you. What created your interest in photography? I guess I was always interested in photography as such, but never thought of myself as a photographer. That came later in life. My early artistic ambitions really had to do with portraits and cartoons when I was a kid, going all the way. I remember and still have, actually, some of my artwork from when I was five and six years old, drawings of whatever I saw that I liked. But mostly it was Mostly it was pictures or portraits of people, like movie actors and presidents and movie stars as such. Just famous people. I always had this feeling of wanting to draw people on a cover. What is it about people that you like photographing so much? People always interested me in terms of what they're thinking, what they think, what they, their views of the world I was always looking to learn from other people. 
I remember going to the newsstands one after another, and this was before Google and the Internet, and if you wanted to find out what's going on in the world, you go to the newsstand and you you get a newspaper, you get a magazine, you want to know what's going on in different parts of the world, you buy magazines relating to that interest, that area of the world that you're interested in. The media, the print media was always very interesting to me and it was interesting because that's how I started. You've taken so many people's photographs, so many of them are iconic people. What has been your favorite photograph? To ask what my favorite photograph is is really a tough is really tough and I've been asked that for years after year after year. I believe that if I had to think of one particular picture that I like more than others, I can lump them into about four or five, my four or five favorite pictures, but I think a picture that I took of Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier by a window on opposite sides of a window is probably my favorite one. It seems to be a picture that most people really like. It was taken on a day that was my favorite day in photography when I got Ali and Frazier together in a gym in Philadelphia a month before the first Ali Frazier fight in 1971. I just think that there is emotion on Ali's part, a lack of emotion on Joe's part, but that's the way Joe was and that's the way Ali is and was the showman that is one of the... uh, Muhammad Ali is probably one of the great showmen of all time. He probably has pretty much about as much charisma as anybody has had. And that's a whole different angle there is going into people with charisma. When you're photographing an event, whether it's a concert, sporting event, what's the most important thing for you to keep in mind when you're doing this? When I photograph a sporting event or a concert, I'm mainly interested in getting the ultimate picture, whatever the most important highlight or it could be emotional highlight of the evening or afternoon and whether it's a sporting event or a concert the the rules are the same i don't know what i'm looking for but when i see it i'll know (laughs) how did you learn photography i actually originally learned photography by having a family camera and i always i was always interested in taking pictures of fire escapes and cats and dogs and just arty kind of things with a lot of black and a lot of white. And it it interested me very much. I remember once going to Yankee Stadium and sitting in the bleachers and taking some pictures of some of the ballplayers that were warming up in the bullpen, which which basically was pretty much close to where I was sitting. And eventually I became a photographer, but that's a story in itself. One of the people that you photographed, he absolutely loved your iconic photo of him, Frank Sinatra. What was your first impression of Frank Sinatra? When I first met Frank Sinatra, it was Frank looking for me. There was a knock on my door in the office at the garden, and in walks Frank Sinatra. I had never seen him in person before. And he extends his hand and he says, Hi, George, I'm Frank Sinatra. I hear you're a great photographer. I want you to tell me all you know about photography in five minutes. And that five minutes turned out to be three hours ending up with lunch at Patsy's 
And that three hours also ended up having a wonderful friend for maybe 30 years. I'm hoping you can tell us a few of your recollections of the 1974 main event concert. As I got to know Frank Sinatra, he used to come to me, whether it be over lunch or over the phone or at the Waldorf, and he would bounce ideas. He loved to bounce arty ideas off me. And the one thing that I found out about Frank Sinatra is that whatever he does, he wants to do it as best he can and probably, hopefully, better than anybody else. And one of the things that we talked about once over lunch was he had these papers of a concert, and he said, you know, George, my dream in life was to be the heavyweight champion of the world, to fight in the ring at Madison Square Garden, to me, or even to be at a fight at Madison Square Garden, as long as it's a heavyweight championship fight, is probably an event that brings more aura to me than any other event I can think of. It has more aura than any other event. And therefore, my dream to be heavyweight champion of the world, which I used to dream a lot about, would be hopefully at Madison Square Garden. Well, that's a pipe dream. That's a dream that can never come about. But what can come about is for me to have a concert in the garden with the atmosphere and aura of a heavyweight championship fight. And he showed me these papers, and on one of the papers it showed a design with that said the main event. And he said, that's what we'll call it. What do you think of the main event? What do you think of the idea of having a the atmosphere of a heavyweight championship fight. And it was very interesting as eventually the concert came about. One of the things that he asked me for, which is was his prime question for me, was that when I did the artwork for the first Ollie Frazier fight poster, where the fighters were nose-to-nose and head-to-head, which no one ever did before. That was the first time ever that anyone ever did a nose-to-nose or head-to-head shot. And he loved that picture, which was superimposed onto the garden ceiling. And he said, I want you to, in some way, figure out how I can be in front of that garden ceiling instead of Ali and Frazier, it would be me. That would help in this dream that I have. And what can we do? And I said, I think you can be dressed up in a tuxedo, wearing boxing gloves, holding your arms over your head. And I think that that would make a great poster. And that both poster did come about the day of the of the main event. Every newspaper in the country had a full page ad with that ABC, the main event starring Frank Sinatra live from Madison Square Garden. And that poster of Ali and Frazier turning out to be the poster of Frank Sinatra on the same ceiling as a backdrop became very, very famous also. So I was very honored that Frank relied on me in certain areas of art, and I will always treasure our friendship. Great, great stories. I wanted to ask you about the very beginning of that album. There's the overture, and there's an introduction by Howard Cosell, the late Howard Cosell. Did you know him? Actually, I knew Howard Cosell so well, he was a part of the beginning of my photography. 
My photography actually started in Miami when I was interviewing at the Miami Herald for a sports cartooning job, which at that point I wanted to be. And so they offered me not only the sports cartooning job at the Miami Herald, but also the job to be the political cartoonist. And that's what I, I love that. I love the artwork. And so I'm in Miami. I'm walking out of the Miami Herald offices, and we ended up somehow on the other side of the water on Fifth Street, which is now called South Beach, but this was Fifth Street. And I'm walking and I see Howard Cosell on the street corner. I actually, at that point, did not know Howard Cosell other than I had seen him either on TV or heard him on the radio. And I walked up to him and I said, hi, what are you doing here on the street corner? And as I said that, he said, I'm waiting for the champ. And as we both thought about his answer, the champ was walking across the street, Cassius Clay at the time. So Cassius Clay and... And Howard Cosell walked into the gym, and I followed them, except that at the door, Angelo Dundee stopped me, and he said, you can't come in unless you pay a dollar. And I had this camera around my shoulder. It was the family camera. And I said, you know, I'm the photographer of Madison Square Garden. The words just came out of my mouth. I'm the photographer of Madison Square Garden. And he looked at me, and he laughed. He said, okay, comedian, come on in. So I walked in and I had my Rolly camera, which has 12, at the time it had 12 pictures to a roll. And I started taking a couple of pictures of Ollie working out. And as I'm doing this, I said, you know, this is a lot of fun. And eventually I left the gym and Howard Cosell, I'd interviewed Muhammad Ali, Cassius Clay. And I left and when I left, I heard that Cassius Clay was the top of the news. And so I said, I have this roll of film now in my camera. What am I going to do with it? And I thought, you know what? Go back to the Miami Herald and let them develop it. So I went back to the Herald. They did develop the roll of film. They liked it so much, one of the pictures so much, that they put it over the wire service. And the next day, one of these pictures of that I took in the gym was all over the world. So the next week, riding on a high, I went to Madison Square Garden with my one roll of film, and I showed the pictures to John Condon, who was the head of boxing publicity. And he looked at the pictures, and he said, if you have the chutzpah to come to me with one roll of film, I have the chutzpah to hire you, and that's how I became the photographer of Madison Square Garden. What was a Frank Sinatra concert like to photograph? A Frank Sinatra concert was very interesting in relation to you had to look at how the people dress. For that matter, almost any concert, a person who is the star of the concert would have his followers dressing, his or her followers dressing up in sort of the same atmosphere and feelings uh, and design uh, relating to the performer. But obviously, the Sinatra crowd was dressed like they were going to a wedding. And that was sort of the feeling of the crowd, and they loved Frank. And it was like everybody who was watching a Frank Sinatra concert felt that they alone knew Frank Sinatra, and Frank Sinatra was acknowledging them only. Sinatra had this charm and ability and talent to be able to look somebody in the face from the audience 
and make that person feel that they are the only person in the audience. So it was Sinatra had this charisma, as I mentioned before about charisma, and there were a few people that had charisma in that category of entertainers and at least entertainers, and that would be Elvis. Marilyn Monroe had incredible charisma. Sinatra had charisma, and Muhammad Ali has charisma. And but Elvis and Sinatra probably were the two biggest in relation to entertainers. Is it correct that you also photographed the live at the Meadowlands concert? Yeah, uh, Frank invited me to the concert at the Meadowlands, and I went. I enjoyed myself, and I never really thought at the time that I was taking the photographs that it was such a big deal. I mean, it was a big deal. It was Frank Sinatra, and I was sitting, and I was his guest, and I I felt good about that. But that concert actually ended up as a very important concert in his career, and it was that part of it that I didn't realize until years later. Do you have a favorite moment from that concert with all the songs he sang? You know, when I look at... Sinatra, I sort of hear Sinatra. And when I I hear Sinatra, I hear that music. And I don't know that there's anybody in show business that had the voice that he had in terms of a pop voice. But I don't know that there was anybody in show business that had the orchestration that he had. He had I think he had the greatest orchestration of any entertainer I can think of. And that was so much a part of his songs. I mean, sometimes I felt like I can, who cannot sing at all, can get up there and sing to some degree and sound fairly good if I had that kind of orchestration behind me. I mean, it was amazing the uh, amount of work that was put into that. And But Sinatra's voice was iconic and one of the most iconic of our lifetime. I know you can't tell us too much about this yet, but I was hoping you could tell the listeners just a little bit about the documentary that's going to be coming out about you. Filmmakers are putting together a documentary, but we're in such early stages of that that there's really not much I can really say at this point. I'm not trying to be secretive. There's just not much I can say. It's only in the planning stages right now. They started to do a few interviews, and we're looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to this, and I'm very honored that that people are doing this. What would you say to anyone listening to this interview? Open-ended. I would say that anybody listening to this interview is a person that would be listening to somebody who had dreams himself as a kid. I dreamt that I could never reach a certain world. I could never reach a certain level. But I always had this tremendous drive behind me to try to reach that level. And then eventually you realize that maybe your drive is a little stronger than someone else's drive. So maybe you can reach that level of whatever level you're looking for. And I feel very blessed that so many of my dreams that I've had have actually come true. Somebody told me the other day, said, nobody lives the life that you live. You go from one area of life to another area of entertainment to another area of sports. You seem to know everybody. And that's been a very important part of my life. It's been an important part of my career. Again, I feel very fortunate to be able to 
not know so many people, which I do, but to be able to take the picture and favorite picture of so many people. I remember the ultimate in that area is I took a picture of Frank Sinatra that the family considers their favorite picture of Frank in addition to Frank. And I remember getting a call after Frank died from Tina Sinatra, and Tina said, with tears in her voice, she said, no one has ever taken a picture that captures the essence of my father. She said, no one has ever taken a photograph of my father that captures the essence of him as you have, and I just want you to know that. And to a photographer, at least to me, that's the ultimate that you can get in your profession. My last question, who is George Kalinske? George Kalinske is a guy who is very fortunate to be the photographer of Madison Square Garden, to be a guy who has a great family, a family that I enjoy. I'm very fortunate to have my wife, June, who has been so important to my life and my kids and my grandchildren, which are my new friends in life. I feel George Kalinske has been able to photograph almost everything in the world that he's been wanting to photograph and probably has. Mr. Kalinske, thank you so much for this interview. Paul, thank you for calling and thank you for uh, inviting me to be on and hopefully we can do it again. All right. Have a wonderful day. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, the entertainer, written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me! The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.